Hi. Hi. I'm Evan. I'm Addie. And you are listening to the Speaking English Podcast. The place to be for anyone who wants to watch more movies or read more books but doesn't know where to start. And this is episode 116. And we watched Moulin Rouge. Mm-hmm. Not really an odd, like it, it just happened to work out this way. But Baz Luhrmann's new movie about Elvis is coming out just around the corner. So we watched his... I did not put it together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it turned out, it, it worked worked out well um very so well we watched his best rated and probably most well-regarded movie what else say. has he done he did romeo and juliet the one with leonardo the DiCaprio, and also the new I great gatsby one with leonardo dicaprio i love that and, one uh, i like baz <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I haven't seen any of his any of his movies until now except for australia which is considered his worst movie. I have not seen Australia, but I like the Leo, uh, Romeo and Juliet, and I also loved The Great Gatsby. And he had Lana Del Rey do a song for that movie, so he has a place in my heart forever. There you go. I remember the Lana song from that movie, and that's one that I've been meaning to watch for a while, but I haven't gotten around to it because it's I not feel like anywhere easy to see. Yeah, it's not. I had it on DVD, and I feel like I remember people hating on it a lot. Yeah, I've heard lots of bad things about that. But yeah, I thought it was good, but I was also in high school, so I don't know if that opinion would hold up. We should watch it sometime. I should read Gatsby. Okay. Well, because I'm about to reread Gatsby, so once I finish it, let's do an episode. Or, okay. I mean, just watch it. And then All right. We'll see. I might reread it too, though. I don't know. Uh, it's a quick read, so why not? It really is. It's super short. It's, okay. it's a fun. Quick and fun reread, even though I've never reread it, to be honest. To be fair, I've only read it once. I've also only read it the one time. Cool. Um, so yeah, that's what our episode is going to be about. Before we get into all the details, though, how has your week been? Uh, super good. This, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm happy to say, finally, I've had a great week. Uh, this week... Finally felt like summer vacation to me, even though I was also working during this week. But it was the first week of summer that actually like felt like summertime to me. And it's because I went to the Glass Animals concert at Red Rocks on Tuesday. Incredible. I spent all of Wednesday paddleboarding. Um I went to like an outdoor movie night, among other things. Oh my god, and I uh went home. <laughs> <laughs> I did so much stuff this week. I went to the Springs for Father's Day, saw my family, and I went to Denver for a friend's like party. And um, it it happened to be the night that the Avalanche won the Stanley Cup game. Mm. And like as soon as we got into, which happened in Denver, and as soon as we got into downtown Denver, it was like the crowd of people from the Avs game like flooded out onto the streets and we're like cheering and running and yelling. And we kind of just got like swept up into it. And it was so fun. It was like such a magical moment and I don't even like care about sports, but yeah. I felt really enthusiastic about the avalanche having one just because I was there. So yeah, it was a very exciting week. Uh, and I got to see a lot of my friends and family and it was such a like nice Colorado week, a great time to be a Coloradan because of the Evelyn thing and because of going to Red Rocks, Red which Rocks. like, yeah, the glass animals just kept being like, this is the best venue in the world. Like it's 
by far and away our favorite show to play is here. And it's just so cool to hear that and like know that I live like an hour away. Yeah. I've been there kind of a lot, like way more than, you know, the average person. And that just feels cool. I don't know. I was like, yay, Colorado. I like, I love being here. <laughs> awesome. Also, it was a great concert. Gotta be maybe like top three for me. Up there. Incredible. I know. I, they're so good. It was awesome. Yeah, I wasn't uh, at the game, but I went to a bar to watch the first Avalanche game and with the one when they won in overtime. And everyone went so crazy because it's just such yeah. a cool like, Colorado thing because you already know like, yeah. everyone in there is rooting for the Avalanche, yeah. rooting for the hometown team because we, we go to the same place to watch the basketball games and it's like split because some people care. And But, you know, you're in Colorado everyone's there for the same reason. So they got really hype when they won. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely felt very hype in Denver too. And then like every bar club we went to for the whole night, the DJ would be like, give it up for the avalanche. <laughs> We'd all be like, Whoa! Ah. Yeah. <laughs> it was really fun. Incredible. Yeah. I'm in Texas right now. I'm not showcasing my Colorado pride mm. currently. I had a good Colorado week, went for some nice walks outside and, uh, and then came here. I'm on, I'm, I'm really on summer vacation. Yeah. Did you drive? Yeah. Yeah. That nice. was yesterday. We drove in yesterday. Very nice. And, hot uh, it's hot. Yeah. But it's not that, I don't know. <laughs> All right. I'm on, we're on the lake. Ooh, that's cool. My aunt and uncle live on the lake, so. They might be so, going out to the lake while I'm recording this. Oh, that's Because awesome. it's in the evening now. You can't go in the day. It's too hot. Oh, okay. In the evening, you can go to the lake. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we're going to go to San Antonio tomorrow. My parents both turned 60 this year. Wow. And we're that's throwing great. down the next couple of weeks. That's so. for them. They deserve to party. Yeah, so we're going to San Antonio to throw down starting tomorrow, and Sarah and Michael will be meeting us there. Yeah, they're flying in. They could they can handle the long drive. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, oh, yeah, so Michael, that's awesome. Good for them. It'll be a good time. Good. Yeah, I can't wait to hear all about it. Um, yeah. I always hear that your parents are both cancers, just like me. You we guys are all like the same person. <laughs> but it's it's a nice time and it, it, i haven't been 21 um since the last time well like wait how do i phrase this the last time i hung out with my dad's side of the family i wasn't 21 this is the first time i actually like get to go to the bars and stuff with the fam so that will be really fun i'm excited and looking forward to it mm. i'm excited for you trying like to get yeah Trying to get the most out of my adulthood. <laughs> Aren't we all? <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's what I got going on. Nice. Cool. And, uh, Good for yeah. Summer break. Yeah. I spent my father's day yesterday with my dad. A lot of togetherness in the car <laughs> for like a good fortune. Oh, yeah. Nice. And, for Father's Day this year, I got my dad a clock. My dad's most favorite band in the world is Led Zeppelin, and I got him a clock that's made out of the Led Zeppelin II vinyl album. It's nice. very cool. He was very appreciative. 
Nice. Yeah. It's a good gift. Some I some Father's Day gifts are better than others, and this is one of my best for sure. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I, we got my dad. We just pitched in for it. He's some uh, some nice uh, big bags. <laughs> yeah. Nice. For yard work. Oh, so nice. He doesn't have to carry a trash can all around. We've got some nice, like, expandable, retractable. Yeah. yeah. So it'll be cool. And I also bought him a tall boy yesterday down the road. You. <laughs> I said, I can do this now. What's up? <laughs> said, cute. you're not buying me beers anymore. I'll buy you some beer. <laughs> it was a real uh, transitive moment. I don't know. The dynamic shifted. That's awesome. <laughs> um, but speaking of Father's Day, which was so organically incorporated into what <laughs> we've been talking about, the mailbag today, I want to talk about some movie dads, the best and worst movie dads. Ooh, interesting. I, uh, I polled the family before I came up here to record it and came up with some good answers. Do you have any ideas of who could be the best or worst movie dads? When I think about the best movie dad these days, I always go back to the dad from eighth grade. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like quite literally, like made me tear up with how like kind and compassionate he was to his daughter and just how like understanding of what she was going through. And he just said like the exact right thing to his like 13 year old kid. And I just like think about that moment all the time. I think about it so fondly. He is a great movie dad. Yeah, 100% agree. That was one of my answers too. Nice. The other one, which my dad said, um, Atticus Finch, Mm. a classic movie dad. Uh That is a good answer. Um, I'd have to agree. Yeah, he's just the best. He is. He has good lessons to teach you. I'm looking through my letterbox right now and realizing how many movies I watch that just like don't involve dads at all. Hmm. <laughs> There's like no dads in any of these movies. Oh my God. The dad from Juno. That's he's yeah. a great, great dad. Oh my God. So just like forgiving and understanding of his daughter, just there for her through such a hard moment. It's yeah. so like accepting of how weird she is too, which I love. Yeah. Get each other. That's a yeah. great movie, dad. There you go. My other movie dad that I thought was great is uh, the Godfather himself, Vito Corleone. So true. I think he's a great. You movie. can't deny it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's a that's a real top dad. Just in the way that, like, the reason at the beginning of the Godfather that Michael didn't feel like he had to be in the family was because his dad was like, "You don't have to be in the family." It only things only started happening when stuff started happening to him so mm. i think that's that's uh that's a good good uh good movie dad such a good movie dad a movie that i've seen recently that's family oriented and or reminds me of juno a bit that doesn't have a great dad in my opinion well deb- debatable uh little miss sunshine mm. the dad in that movie pissed me off yeah and kind of came around with you so it's like yeah but uh you know yeah my pick for the worst movie dad is uh, the guy from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> the old guy? Yeah. <laughs> the gross old man. Yep. That's what my <laughs> uncle said. And I said, you got a point there. <laughs> it's a great point. I never. <laughs> worst movie dad. 
That's so funny. Thinking about the worst movie dads makes me think of Magnolia. Uh, there's mm. not necessarily a specific dad that like came to mind, but that movie features so many bad fathers that and just true. bad father relationships. Like that's really kind of like the theme of the movie, I would say. So that's true. I would say there is a specific dad in that movie that takes that's the cake the for the one. worst. That's true. Yeah, there's an objective uh and that guy died this week too. I'm gonna look up his name. Yeah. I don't oh wow. Oh, I didn't know. Magnolia. Um, Long time uh, PT Anderson collaborator Philip Baker Hall hmm. died on June 12, 2022. Um, sad. One of his more iconic roles. One of the worst movie dads in Magnolia. Jimmy Gates. Yeah, for real. They're I would say he's bad. the worst. I, I mean, he is. Yeah. <laughs> they, they're all bad dads. And there's one who's like, actually, like, abusive to his daughter, or like was in the past. Although I guess they all kind of are, but not to that extent. Mm-hmm. Anyways, Magnolia is a movie about bad dads. And they are all genuinely they, bad. They, they, that one. Uh, the dad in... There will be blood. Daniel Day Lewis. Oh, he's a bad dad. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> he is a bad. I didn't even think of that, but that is a great. Maybe PT Anderson like doesn't like his dad. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe so. I like my dad. Ooh, the dad in Dune. Good dad. Good dad. Duclado? That's a good dad. He like really did a lot to prepare his son. For the throne. That is true. It's not really a throne in Dune, but... It's it's an idiom. You could, yeah. Um, I think that might conclude our dad section of the podcast. That was pleasant. Yeah. Thanks to the good dads in the world. Yeah. My dad. My dad's a good dad. Mine too. Nice. I love my dad. Me too. All right. Moving right along, we watched Moulin Rouge. We sure did. From 2001. Oh, I haven't logged this one yet. What a wild ride this was. I hadn't seen anything by Baz Luhrmann except for Australia, which is not like this, but I feel like some of his movies are more similar to this one from what I've seen from them. I've never seen this any was a wild ride. <laughs> except for kind of across the universe. Yeah, which, that's fair. Uh, but um, I went into this movie not knowing a single thing about it. I didn't know that it was directed by Baz Luhrmann. Like I just didn't even look in anything. I just decided to watch it. But I hear people talk about Moulin Rouge all the time as if it's like this classic. And for some reason, something about the name Moulin Rouge made me think it's like very old timey and like, I don't know, but I was flabbergasted by the very first scene when it's like this very chaotic, campy, goofy musical. I was like, what is this movie about? And why did I have it so incorrect? Um, But I loved it a lot. So Mm. it's very surprised. Yeah, I was uh, confused because you said something to that effect um, when I said when I mentioned that we should watch it. Yeah. Like it's a super classic. I said. I thought that it was. I don't know. Have you seen Have you seen Casablanca? Uh huh. What is that movie about? That's a super classic. 
For some reason in my brain, Moulin Rouge and Casablanca are like the same thing. <laughs> they are not at all the same thing. When I think of one up until now, I think uh-huh. of the other. I have literally hmm. no idea why. I wonder if somewhere at some point in my life, somebody had like two favorite movies and they were Casablanca and oh, Moulin okay. Rouge. And in my brain, I was like, those words are all strange. And this person likes yeah. old films. And I just like thought that they were the same thing. And I don't actually know what Casablanca is either. There you go. That's a, that, that one is a super classic that you should watch. I guess I will. No, I think that's that it, it came out in 1942. And I think that's the one that is a lot of people's only movie they've seen from classic Hollywood. It's like the wow. classic Hollywood movie. Uh, for good reason. I think Earlier today, I would have told you that Moulin Rouge is the exact same thing. <laughs> <laughs> but it was made in the 40s. And it's one of the only Hollywood classics people see. <laughs> I do so not funny. know why. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, now the record has been set straight. Yeah, I'm so glad. This is so postmodern. <laughs> That's how I would describe it. That's a great way to describe it. I don't know. I don't know how I felt about it. <laughs> I thought it was great, but also I, I don't know if I thought it was great all the time. I thought it was. Yeah, great. let's get some all overall thought. Yeah. All right. Okay. Now that we've established that I was so false about what Mulan yeah. Rouge is. Um, yeah, I was so caught off guard by the nature of this movie, but in a very pleasant way. I love a uh, like campy musical and they're in fact, the only types of musicals that I like. I think I would say that there's now four musicals in this world that I like, and this is one of them. And the other three are across the universe, Mamma Mia and Xanadu, okay. <laughs> which are all very goofy, very mm-hmm. modern music, just fun times. This, that's the only type of musical that I can really get behind. I don't really know why, but like, I remember when I watched Sweeney Todd for the first time, I was yeah. like, I hate this <laughs> because of the seriousness of the music. Um, uh, have you seen Singing in the Rain? I have not seen Singing in the Rain. That one's the movie musical. Okay. As a professor once said, everybody likes Singing in the Rain. <laughs> Based on my musical tastes. Could I get behind singing in the rain? I don't know. It's not the same as the ones that you described, but it's such a delight. I don't think it matters. Okay. It's just singing in the rain. I don't know. You got to watch it. Okay. That's another. Well, because I just remember I, I took this class on movies about the movies. And when he was talking about singing in the rain, he's like, this is one of the only movies that everybody likes. The normal people that just go to the movies or whatever. All like singing in the rain. All the cinephiles that like hold themselves to a higher standard or whatever, like singing in the rain. All the film critics like singing in the rain. No one does no one dislikes singing. I, I don't know. All it's right. Singing in the rain. Which All I right, agree with. It it's uh, probably my favorite movie musical. I like okay. La La Land a lot, but oh, yeah. but La La Land isn't really a musical. Yeah. Yeah, the music. Mm, yeah. So it, it but but yeah, no, that's interesting because I, I watched this with my parents, and my mom said this is kind of like Mamma Mia because they do the song. <laughs> yeah. Sure. I agree. Thank you, and I like that type of movie. 
<laughs> so <laughs> I was really into it. But yeah, I thought that right right from the beginning, I was very just like entertained and engaged. I thought it was really funny, really wacky. I really like the setting and like the editing and uh, the kind of uh, like very theatrical setting of it all. Um, and I love Nicole Kidman, dude. I don't know why I always forget about this, but when she shows up in a movie, I'm like, you're so good. <laughs> You're so beautiful and talented. Was is that her real singing voice? I think so. Yeah, I think it's amazing. I think she can, oh, the leads a, both sang the whole time. It was gorgeous. They did such a good job. I really loved all of the musical choices, all of the like mashup combinations and stuff. I thought just worked so well. Um, I loved like all of the messaging of like the Bohemian people and how like I don't know like they were gonna stand up for love and beauty and truth and freedom above everything and do it through the arts and stuff loved it so cool I loved how funny and over the top it was in general I loved it I thought it was a great movie awesome Awesome. I loved it for the most part but also the parts that I didn't love kind of bugged me okay let's get into it I liked the mashup parts when it was like crazy incongruity, like the first scene when they're first at the Moulin Rouge, mm-hmm. absolute lunacy. I loved it. Me too. But I don't know how I feel about the editing because it's like the way that it's cut together, like makes no sense to me. <laughs> it does, <laughs> but it doesn't. Like it, it, it's kind of just about to make it as chaotic as possible, which worked. Uh-huh. But it's like, I'm just wondering like how they shot this because it's, <laughs> Well, just because there's so much going on and it's cutting between so much stuff yeah. at the same time that you just feel lost, which is cool. Like I don't, I don't, I didn't mind. But I just don't know how. Like I couldn't, I couldn't conceive of like making a shot list for this, which is something that's important to do in pre-production because you know what coverage you need to be able to cut it together. Okay. And this movie is like absolutely all over the place as far as that goes which is kind of cool but i also i don't know it's just interesting to me but okay. what i didn't like is some of, i thought some of the some of the decisions with the music were too cheesy i specifically think okay. of, of the of the scene where they're falling in love right yeah mashup of all these love songs i liked it I don't know if I did. At first I was like, this is corny beyond being likable. But then for some reason, for the longer it went on, I was like, I'll get behind it. It's growing up. No, the longer it went on, I said, come on, really? It's it's one thing when, for me, it's one thing when you pick, you know, two songs Mm -hmm. and you're like, these could, these can apply to this scenario we're presenting in the movie in fun ways, especially by incorporating them together. And then there's, in that scene specifically, they just like change the lyrics of songs in order to fit in the, like what, Yeah. and I don't know why, but I hated that (laughs) when they like change, when they're just singing heroes at each other and they just like change the lyrics. I'm like, for some reason that, that bugged me to no end. I was like, (laughs) I liked it. And yeah, well, it's hard for me to gauge because sometimes there's like weird offbeat decisions that I was like, okay, this is really fun. And then others, I was just like, come on. <laughs> I don't know. But at the same time, there's other certain times that this movie doubled down on the ridiculousness that mm-hmm. won me over. Yeah. I felt um, the scene where they're just singing like a virgin. Yeah. That was at so- first I was like, this is 
bad. And then at, <laughs> like halfway through the through the scene, I was like, okay, this is hilarious. I'm I know. I thought that that was so down. funny. The funniest scene to me was when they just started all like at the same time pitching this pitching, idea yeah, to uh-huh. play, yeah, to the Duke or whatever. And they're singing to him and they're like dancing so chaotically and it keeps cutting between them, like acting it yeah. out and then dancing and being like, <laughs> get, get on board. I thought that was so. I love that scene too. Yeah. I was on board immediately after that. Yeah. I don't like, know. It, for me, yeah. For me, I guess this was just, uh, I was always of two moods about it. Either it like really worked or I was kind of like, come on. <laughs> yeah. There was definitely like some annoying silliness. The whole character of the Duke to me was obnoxious beyond being funny, I guess. Mm. Like, but I you're supposed to dislike him, which I did. But I'd rather like hate somebody genuinely. Like I'd rather be like I don't know. I'd rather be like tricked into hating a person almost. But this guy mm. is just like annoying, like unfunny, bossy kind of bad looking really yeah. <laughs> and i'm like kind of boring it's not a character that you love to hate you know it's a character yeah. that immediately you have you to hate there, for yeah. the story yeah so i was i didn't love that i don't think that that's quite as fun as like a villain could be um mm-hmm. also i didn't like like how much of this the characters like jealousy for each other goes unchecked i guess like i don't know how else to say that and maybe i'm totally wrong about it but ultimately like they keep pitching that the theme of this movie and the the, like message of the bohemian people and this like main love interest dude is freedom and love but ultimately he is quite possessive of nicole kidman and that is true that is true so like jealous beyond being able to see like what she needs and that she can make her own independent choices to take care of herself. And that she, he won't let her sleep with this other dude, even one time to like save the show and her life. And like, he's just like, no, you can't, you can, I will, the jealousy will destroy me. And then he like ultimately wins like that. Nobody ever calls him out on this. (laughs) Just sort of like, because that's what love will do. (laughs) I'm like, no, that's not love. (laughs) So I didn't like that. I took off like half a star for that whole vibe. Gotcha. Yeah. I gotcha. Yeah. I think for me, it, there's, it might've just been because I was tired after the long drives, mm. but it felt a bit long at places. It was mm. like, we've been singing about the same issue for three songs now. It's like just yeah. something happened already. Yeah. No, I think for me, I, I loved it the most when it was the most chaotic me too. Um, the other scene that I really loved was kind of the whole jealousy thing when there's... Then they're singing um, Roxanne. Roxanne, yeah. And oh, it, and oh, it, that was and so it good. Between. That was my other yeah. favorite scene. Because, and I think, yeah, what I liked most about it was when they really decided to go as crazy as they can and just kind of... And that yeah. one worked, I think, even better to me because you're cutting between two different locations. And it's like, I don't know. It, it's a kind of like just the basic editing trick of like intercutting between certain things to kind of tie them together in some way or another. Sure. And like, it works in this scene to like an extreme extent when you're just like, you're cutting like between the same action and just back and forth so much. And I like that better than kind of the first, well, the first scene I really liked because it was like so chaotic. It's like throwing you into the deep end because it's really Mm -hmm. the craziest that the movie gets is when they first go. Yeah. 
Um, and so I love those two scenes the most because it's kind of like, let's just go all out and do what we can do mm-hmm. as much as we can do. And it's just so much going on. And I think yeah. that's where it did the best. It was just a blast. I don't know. Yeah, I completely agree. It should have been only weird the whole time. The moments yeah. when they like tried to ground it in this like genuine story of like love mm. and envy, or whatever, was like, mm, I that's not what I like about this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah. It was interesting though. It really was. I'm really glad that we watched it. And I, this is one that I would rewatch for sure. I thought it was so fun. I'll probably yeah. show it to people. Yeah. And it was fun just like in the credits, um, looking through like the music. <laughs> Cause you know, at yeah. the end of all movies, you know, but, and this had, had like Nature Boy and your song on it like five or six different times because they utilized uh, in the movie like in various different ways, which mm-hmm. I thought was really cool because then it, you, you contextualize it as, and this is something that I might not have, have even really seen anywhere else where you just kind of take. A pop song that already exists and like tie it into the fabric of your story to the point that it's inseparable from the story that you're telling have you never seen mama mia well yeah and there's mama mia you're right <laughs> like that's a whole entire that is the whole point you're right no and then, like, that's why these they're kind of very smart yeah, yeah, they are. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I need to rewatch Mama Mia though. It's been Oh, it's so freaking fun. It hasn't been since I've been really into movies mm, that I've seen. Yeah. I think it is just but Yeah, adult. that is that is also true. <laughs> but yeah, I, I just think it, it's done well in this one. It is done super well. And yeah, I really appreciate a musical that does that. I like prefer a musical that uses not original music, but like that makes a story out of music that already exists. Because hmm. my favorites are Mamma Mia and Across the Universe, which both do that. Hmm. I, and, and they both do that with one artist, which is more interesting to me to like connect like one yeah. band's songs into this like storyline, this over time, you know, and like see how yeah. their music changes over time, but and, and like stays with the same types of people. I think that's so great, especially with Across the Universe and the Beatles. Um, but this is this is interesting in such a different way because the world is your oyster in terms of like what you choose to be in the yeah, song. Exactly. Because like they could have picked any songs to do covers of in this story. So it's interesting to think about like when you have that scope in choices, how do you choose the best fitting song? Mm-hmm. I don't know, but they did a pretty good job. Yeah, I think they did a pretty good job. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting the way they they like uh, change the arrangements kind of to like fit what they're yeah. going for in the scene. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was a bundle of fun. It really was. It made me want to watch Across the Universe again so bad. And I honestly might do that like right after this. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I need to confirm that that one still is my fave, my number one. Mm. So probably I do see. That. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I would agree that I think the best musicals do that, but I think it's definitely something that should be done that uh, that has yeah that, I, also like, I don't know if i would say that they're the objective best but they're my favorite. your favorite I <laughs> yeah for sure yeah no and i think it well i think it's i will say that i think it's something that i'm really glad is a thing because i think there's a lot of creativity in doing that yeah and it's so postmodern. <laughs> well i think this one specifically just because it's like you're you're using you know pop songs from now and mm-hmm. into the you know maybe like the past like 40 years from when this came out 
mm-hmm. um, to kind of describe a time and place that was not that like yeah just, kind of the, just the what if of like okay you're reacting with this song with this thing happening at this point yeah. in time it just like kind of makes you think of like would they have liked liked the song at this yeah time? So all the totally get down <laughs> that is a great point it, it reminds really me is. in the back to the future where he starts playing like hard to rock and he says you guys aren't ready for that yet but your kids are gonna love it <laughs> yeah so true Never gets so <laughs> i do love that yeah it is cool how like using pop music for a pastime kind of shows this like timelessness of some of these lyrics and stuff which is really mm-hmm. cool and also at the same time again to bring it back across the universe yeah. i love that one which does kind of the opposite like that one was made more modernly but is like set in i don't know the 70s or something kind of uses that like past context to like add more i don't know to contextualize more like the beatles music and what was like going on Mm -hmm. during that time and and, like why people at that time were resonating so much like in the moment you know what i mean which is also cool to me so i don't know both are cool musicals maybe i like them more than i thought that i did there you go. I still think you should watch Singing on the Roof. Yeah, I feel. I just really, I, I really, I'm just really curious as to what you think of it. Okay, I'll give it, it a it's go. It's the best. It's the best Hollywood musical. And it has original music. It's original music, but it's also a, probably a, a number of songs that you've heard before because it will. I mean, I, I think it's a mix of like original music and also like Tin Pan Alley standards. Okay. Um, because there's definitely songs that were from that movie that I knew growing up, and then I saw the movie and I said, "Oh, that's where that's from." But I don't know if that's where it's from originally, or if they just decided to use it. Okay, basically they wrote the song. Sorry, Sagan. I love Xanadu, and Xanadu has a mix of original music and then also like the Electric Light Orchestra. Yeah, and that works for me. Yeah, maybe I'd like. I don't know. Singing in the Rain is just so delightful that you can't help but like it. Everyone likes Singing in the Rain. <laughs> cool. And I'll feel really bad saying about it if you don't end up liking it, but I don't see how you would end up liking okay. it. Okay. <laughs> it's just such a delightful movie. I'll give it a go. Um, yeah. I need to rewatch Singing in the Rain. Should we watch it for an episode then? I don't know. Maybe we should save it for next time we need a movie. Maybe. I just might like, I'm not, I think it's more that I'll just be like, I'm feeling sad. Time to just, what, what can I watch to pick up my mood? <laughs> oh, Singing in the Ring. I haven't seen that. Before. Okay. If I'm not mistaken, I, the last time I saw that was on 35 millimeter print. Cool. For my class, we watched it there. Nice. Um, do we have anything else to say? Oh, also, I do want to say, Jim Broadbent in this movie is hilarious. I couldn't believe it was him at first. He was the the Ziegler guy. He's, well, who, what else is he in? He's in everything. I don't know. He's uh, the first thing I ever saw him in was in uh, Harry Potter. He played Slughorn, the professor. Interesting. But uh, I don't know. Every movie I see that's like English from like the '90s or early 2000s, he's just in. He's just everywhere. I don't know. 
And it was just so odd. Not that odd. He's a, he has the range, but it was just kind of interesting seeing him play such a goofy role. I was like, huh. But I thought it he killed such it. Such a funny role. Everybody killed it. Yeah, he really killed it. But like, so did freaking Nicole Kidman. I can't yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. You're right. <laughs> the last time I saw the last movie I saw with Nicole Kidman in it was uh, The Northman, which she's so intense she in and crazy. like yeah. evil and crazy. And like seeing her be so over the top goofy and there's like dramatic and silly yeah. movie was so fun for me. I just think she is the best now. That's I funny. love her. But she just is like really intense, even in this movie, which is kind of a funnier role. There's still yeah. like this presence about her you know yeah. this intensity on the screen which i just like i like actors that are really kind of vibrant yeah i like nicole kidman a lot too yeah she was in the australian movie if i'm not mistaken wow. it's been a while since i've seen that but <laughs> the other best movie. yeah <laughs> um shout out to all the australians out there <laughs> Baz Luhrmann, Australian icon. Nice. Nicole Kidman, Australian icon. <laughs> um, do you have a rating for this one? I gave it a 9 out of 10 on Letterboxd, but the more we talk about its faults, the more I kind of want to bump it down to an 8 out of 10. Okay. <laughs> but that's I did really, really enjoy my time watching it. Yeah. It's probably an 8. Nice. I think I'm going to give it a seven out of 10 just because like, I don't know the scenes that I loved, I really loved and the scenes that bugged me kind of bugged me a lot. Yeah. Makes sense. uh, It was a great one. I'm glad I watched it and it's just so fun. Yeah. Completely agree. Definitely will rewatch. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that's, I think that's all I have to say about it. Mm -hmm. Me too. Definitely check it out if you like. If you don't mind the fun and real dude, if you like having fun. Also, if you like across the universe and you've never seen Moulin Rouge, you should really give it a <laughs> because that when I was watching it, I was like, people know that I love across the universe. Like, why has nobody ever recommended this movie to me? Which is extremely similar. Maybe they did, but you didn't realize it because you thought it was an old. Because I thought it was. <laughs> They're, they're like, you should watch Moulin Rouge. They're like, oh, you like Across the Universe? Check out Moulin Rouge. You're like, why would I watch an old movie for the Like, that's terrible <laughs> advice. You don't do it at all. They just like blocked it out. That is so funny. That's it's probably what happened. Possible. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm just, that's my headcanon, you know? That's so funny. But also, check out Casablanca. That's one of my favorites. Yeah. More importantly, singing in the rain, because I think you'll really like it. But Casablanca is just one of those that's like everyone should like watch, in my opinion. Not the most essential out of everything, but it just seems like that one is a super classic. Okay, I'll give it a go. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Um Cool. I guess that's all we have to say. Cool. Next week is book club. Yes. 16. I'm going to see if I have it pulled up. Okay. 
17 book club 17 book club 17 when we're reading the sun also the sun also rises i'm about i'm a little over halfway through so i should work out i have not started it (laughs) (laughs) but i am going to read it in a week yeah you should like it it'll work out yeah i'm like not worried about it at all it's just that my copy was at my dad's, so I was waiting to go down there to grab oh, it. Oh, I see. Gotcha. Buy a new one. But before I risked it, you know, giving myself only a week, I did like look at the audiobook and it's only like six hours long. So I was like, worst case scenario, I'll just fly through the audiobook if yeah. I can't get it done. But looking at it, I don't, I think I can read that. It's, yeah, it's pretty easy to read That Ernest Hemingway likes his fishes. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Did Ernest Hemingway write The Old Man in the Sea? Mm-hmm. It's all coming together. (laughs) 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 Another clue. (laughs) (laughs) We're piecing together. (laughs) Awesome. Yeah, I think that'll be cool. I'm excited for it. Yeah, me too. And And then uh, is wrap up right the week after that? Yeah, it should be. Cool. Cool. I'll be in Texas for both of those, I'm pretty sure. Oh, wow. You're in Texas for a long time. Yeah, it's, it's the big one. Okay. Uh, yeah, so that's next week, which means all that is left to do for now is to recommend a movie, uh, album. Do you have an album to recommend? I had a different album picked out, but now I'm just going to recommend the Across the Universe soundtrack because of how much uh, I love that soundtrack. It's all for those of you who haven't seen Across the Universe and don't know what it is. First of all, you should watch it. But if you don't want to, you can just listen to the soundtrack. It is all um, covers of Beatles songs. Because that's the whole point of the movie. And they're just really, really good. Like, I find myself listening to this soundtrack kind of a lot. Like, whether I watched the movie recently or not. Because I just, like, genuinely enjoy a lot of the covers. I like Beatles music in the first place. But, like, it's cool to hear a new voice to some of the songs. A female voice to some of the songs sometimes. And some of them even, like, totally change, I don't know, the beat, the pacing of it and stuff. Kind of change the tone of the song which is fun. I don't know. It's just like a really fun twist on these like very beloved classics, which I honestly really like. I like a cover album. I don't know. Take it away. Yeah. Or leave it. <laughs> <But> yeah. <it's- laughs> there you go. Cool. Across the universe. My album this week is called Masterpiece by Big Thief. Nice. Big Thief is one of my favorite bands here recently. Nice. They're so cool. This is their first album, if I'm not mistaken. Um, And it's a really good one. I don't know how much else I have to say. They're kind of, I wouldn't say that they're folk rock, but there's some folky stuff in there. That's what I have to say. Yeah, I would agree with that. But they're awesome. I I think I would say that they're folk rock, to be honest. I don't okay, know what cool. they are. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And also, I think that um, their lead singer's voice is so pretty. And I always, I want to do Big Thief songs whenever I think of karaoke. And I haven't actually done a Big Thief song for karaoke, but there's a couple that would be at the top of my list if I did karaoke. Nice. She has such a cool sounding voice. Yeah, she really does. Very beautiful. Um, so, yeah, all of their music is really good. But. For this week, I'm recommending their first album, Masterpiece, which some may say is a masterpiece. I may be one of them. Who's to say? <laughs> um, 
Cool. So that's what we got going on. Yay. Next week is Book Club 17. It's exciting. The Sun Also Rises by Ernest Hemingway. Yep. So read it right quick if you want to get involved. Fisherman extraordinaire. Yeah, he really likes his fish and fishing. I might do some fishing this week. We'll see. I'll channel my inner Ernest Hemingway as I read my <laughs> book. No all right, that's all from us. Have a great week, everyone, and uh, enjoy you. your summer. Yeah. yeah, get outside. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Goodbye. Bye now. <laughs>